the situation we're in now mm -hmm. in our country. Mm -hmm. There is a serious need for people to pray. That's right. I'm not saying mm -hmm. say you praying, I'm talking about praying, praying. for yes. God to say, I hear you. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. The subject matter, I believe, that we're going to be preaching about mm -hmm. is, is hindered prayer. Yes. Uh, why our prayers hindered. Yes, sir. Why mm -hmm. when we pray, it seems like we don't break through. We use that mm -hmm. term, breakthrough, breakthrough, mm -hmm. you know, pray, mm -hmm. pray for your breakthrough. And mm -hmm. I wonder if people really understand what that means. Daniel prayed for 21 days and God told him and he kept praying. And God sent an angel to tell Daniel, mm -hmm. I heard you yes. the first, first day. Time. Yeah. But because of some interference in the spirit realm, yes, sir. your yeah. prayers were, were held up. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. wonder sometime if God's people would stop and think that praying is not a natural thing, yes. even though it's done in our natural bodies. It is the heart, the spirit of man communicating with the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And if there's any benefit to God's people, the enemy is going to try to block it. That's I'll right. tell you that right now. That's right. It may have nothing to do with how you live. It may have nothing to do with nothing. It could just be, he just doesn't want your prayer to get to God like he did Daniel. Yes, right. now, I'm not going to get into that. That's mm -hmm. something for another time. But that is something to consider mm -hmm. that when we pray, we are communicating with God is spirit. That's right. And I think that's, right. that's, that's, that's very, very important. There are many things that we found during the week that we could go on and on and on about what hinders prayer. Mm -hmm. But I think there's some general things we could speak about such as how is the, the community that we call the church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The community, how we act among ourselves. God has called us out of the world and he has brought us together and this is a community of people. Yes. It's a community just like you have communities outside the church. We have leaders. We have the government. You have a constitution. Mm -hmm. We have a, a, not a president. He's called a Lord and master. Mm -hmm. All of that is in place. Yes. How we react to that is going to determine mm -hmm. how God reacts to us. You're absolutely right, Bishop. And, and that's so profound because God set that order. God set that order. Man Amen. didn't establish that. That was established by God in eternity. And that's what he expects us to follow. So we don't come into the community or the church with our own dictates, our own way of wanting to do things. No more than God appoint a man or a woman as a visionary over a local body of believers. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we come together and we end up frustrating the vision. It's not that your vision was missed. 
You didn't miss the vision God gave you. You've seen just what God, through his Holy Spirit, intended for you to see. But through the congregation or the community, mm. when we come together with unresolved and we pray and try to do things, God says, I can't hear that. I, mm. I can't fulfill that now. Yeah. And that's so unfortunate to the I, church. It, it, it really, it really is. Now, I'm not going to, to deal with this dismay hinder prayer, mm -hmm. you're not doing this man hinder prayer. There are some generalities I think is very good. And I know you have some points. And um, when we start looking at, you know, notes and stuff, I say, well, you've been copying off my paper. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. this, is, this is the way God works. There's, there's one thing that I really want the people of God to take away today. You know, it's either one or two. I'm not coming with four, five, six different things. It's something Paul said in Acts chapter 24 and verse 16, and um, we, can, we can read this, and then I want to go from there. Acts chapter 24 and verse 16. It's a beautiful passage of Scripture, and the Apostle Paul makes it very clear. Acts 24 verse 15 and 16, he says, Having a hope in God, mm -hmm. which these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection. There will be a resurrection. Mm -hmm. Jesus is coming back. Amen. In view of this, I also do my best to maintain always a blameless conscience, mm -hmm. both before God and before men. Amen. Now, if we could carry that mindset and this action into prayer, it won't be a hit and miss prayer mm -hmm. because the first thing you're going to deal with, if there's anything between you and man, you're going to deal with that. That's right. Because you want your conscience clear mm -hmm. when you go to God. If there's anything between you and man, you're going to clear that up because you want God to hear your prayer. Amen. Now, in, 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 in Matthew chapter seven, I want to begin with this and then I'm a let Pastor King run with it. Uh, in, in, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said something very profound in this chapter. He says, do not judge so that you will not be judged. And he starts with that. And this is where most people begin to take it to be an end within itself. But he's, he's talking about things here that deals with relationships. Mm -hmm. And one thing the enemy wants, he will do anything to stop you from getting to God. Always remember that. Anything. He don't care who it is. He don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. He want to stop your prayer from reaching God. Yes. Period. Yes. That's every prayer. Every blessing. Even prayers you pray for yourself or others, he wants to stop them. Now, you have to bear in mind, he does not want God to answer you. Mm -hmm. That way you become frustrated. You give up on the fight. You blame other people. And this is what he wants done. Now, listen very carefully. Jesus said, don't judge, you will not be judged. Now, he says, for in the same way you judge you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? 
God's standard is sinless perfection in Christ Jesus. That's God's standard. God's standard is not this man or that man. I don't care how righteous they appear to be. That's not God's standard. The prophet, the priest, the bishop, the pope, whoever, that's not God's standard. God's standard is Jesus Christ. On the day of judgment, it will still be the standard mm -hmm. and you will be held accountable of how you measured up. Are, are you listening to me? Amen. So if we would always remember that when you come to God, you come to God with a clear conscience. You want nothing against man, nothing against God. You want it clear. I want the channels clear and I want to measure up to God's standard, which means I can't place myself as being better than any other human because they're not the standard. Mm -hmm. God is the standard he set in Jesus Christ. Now, listen to what the scripture says. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? Here's what Jesus is saying. Why see the splinter, that's a moat or speck, in your brother's eye? Man, that's saying something. He, he's, he's saying, why do you see and you don't have perceptive depth? That's, that's what the word means. You only see on the surface. You don't see the man's heart. You don't see the man's motive. You don't see him crying at night, wanting to get over whatever it is. Yes, but yes. you see that small splinter in his eye when you have a log in your eye. There's a big difference between a splinter and a log. Now, Jesus is making a point here before we get down to verse seven, when he says, accident will be given you. There's a big difference between a splinter and a log. And this is what Jesus is teaching us here. Jesus is teaching us we're so busy being distracted by the small things in people's lives without having any kind of perception as to what's going on in that person. And it blinds us mm -hmm. to this big log in our own life. That's good. Isn't that amazing? That's good. And this is what the enemy wants. He wants you to see everybody wrong. I don't care how small it is. I don't care how, what insignificant it may be. He wants you to see everything but your own because as long as he can keep you focused on what's in everybody else, you can't even go to God with all of this contraption in your life and expect for God to say, I'm pleased with that. What a trick. Yes. And many people fall for it right today. I'm not talking about people in the club or people in the bars. I'm talking about people who come to the community, mm -hmm. the community. Paul writes about the church. He says, when one suffer, we all suffer. When one rejoice, rejoice with it. Now, Pastor King, I'm going to just stop right there because um, I know there are some, some things in that area that any pastor could talk about. Yes, sir. With, yes, with, sir. with people, they are blind to their wrong because their focus is on somebody else. Yes, sir. And that's so profound and, and to the point, Bishop, because first of all, to piggyback on what you stated earlier about Acts, what the Apostle Paul said in Acts 24, 16, mm -hmm. I do my best to keep my conscience void of offense towards God and men. 
the word conscious there, what Paul is speaking of, Bishop, he's talking about the secret testimony of the soul. Mm. Those things that we don't really talk about to our right. friends and, and loved ones, mm. but it's that secret testimony where by it, it approves what's good and it condemns what's evil. Mm. It's very simple. There are no gray areas when mm. we really look at That's walking it. upright before God, mm -hmm. you know, but in the 19th Psalms about what you mentioned about how we can see the speck in someone else's eyes, but not the mm -hmm. log in ours. David put it this way. He says, let the words of my mouth yes. and the meditation of my heart uh -huh. be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Knowing you being a lover of Old Testament scripture, and especially in Leviticus, where it has the different sacrifices and all, mm -hmm. this is what David is saying. God, I want to make sure that every word and every thought that I have is acceptable before you. Wow. And this is where we are in the community, in the church, we should have that same mindset. We should have that same level of maturity mm -hmm. when we are, whether we are congregating together or whether we're in the marketplace or in the privacy of our homes, our thoughts, our words, we always want them to be acceptable to God. And it's like Leviticus, 13, Leviticus 1, 3 through 10, it speaks about the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And when a worshiper brought an animal to the sanctuary to be sacrificed to the Lord, a priest would examine it to make sure it was free of blemishes. And if a blemish was found on that animal, the animal nor the worshiper was acceptable mm -hmm. before the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to see prayer more than just an event, mm -hmm. but it's a form or an act of worship. And when we begin to look at it in that regard, we'll be mindful of every thought. We can't allow people to bring us, uh, I'm going to use the little French term, garbage, about other people <laughs> because we know better. We have matured now because we know, as the scripture says, a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. So when we do not make sure that our conscience is void of offense, it affects the whole body of Christ, it, it, it the whole church. The body, yes, the community. That's correct. And, and yeah. that's, that's one thing right now that is very, very important, the community. Yes, right. That's, I like that term, I like that mm -hmm. term better. I like disciple better rather than church member. Yes, right. Uh, yes, we are disciples, Amen. we are learners, we're fathers of Jesus Christ. And that is so very interesting to hear that said because there are many scriptures that I could get to, but there's one in particular is Second Chronicles 7, 14. Mm -hmm. Now, you know how many times I've read that? You know how many times I've spoke about that? But do you know how many times that I saw what I saw this week mm. when I looked at it? And it's um, something God said there in Second Chronicles 7, 14, when Solomon had prayed. And it's just amazing how these things had actually came up based upon the situation we're in now mm -hmm. in our country. Mm -hmm. There is a serious need for people to pray. That's right. I'm not saying say mm -hmm. you praying. I'm talking about praying, praying. for yes. God to say, I hear you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.